0: Last time on The Resilient, empathy expert Dr. Kelsey Crow told us what we can do to be supportive for people who are going through difficult times. This week, she's offering advice for the people experiencing the awfulness. Because you see, for Kelsey, resilience can't be given away. Nope. It's a path you have to walk on your own. This is The Resilient from FlowerApp.com. Kelsey Crow is the co-author of the book, There Is No Good Card For This, what to say and do when life is scary, awful, and unfair to people you love. She has more than a decade of research under her belt, with more than 900 people who've experienced some kind of loss, and that has taught her a lot about empathy. But as she had to discover away from the books and the lectures and the experiments, empathy is only one part of the story. Grief is a social contract between the empathizer and the griever. That's right. Despite feeling overwhelmed, to achieve resilience, the griever's side also has to be upheld. Let's back up a bit. At the age of 21, Kelsey lost her mother to schizophrenia. She locked me out of her life. She had no family. And losing her mother meant a lot to her. I was completely alone. At the age of 25, she had her first health scare, and she pushed through that on her own, defiantly so. Someone offered to go to the doctor with me, and I I didn't accept. Instead, she figured the best way to deal with what was going down was to ignore it completely. Her emotional needs? My way of dealing
1: with them was to pretend to everybody that they were not there. And I did that whole, my first time with diagnosis and treatment by myself.
0: I'm guessing we've all been there. Too proud to ask or to accept help? Because after all, it's just easier if we do it ourselves. Sure, the offers from family and friends to help in any way they can are well-meaning. But when you are in the midst of a crisis of coping, explaining exactly what needs doing and when and for whom, well, it's more laborious than just getting it done. There are as many different coping mechanisms as situations that need coping. Some people hide away. Some people shut down. And some people fill up their time so much that the actual work of coping is put off. And that is exactly what Kelsey did. And I accomplished
1: a lot given what I'd gone through. I went into the Peace Corps. I then
0: went into a PhD program. But while she was being totally awesome in her outward life, her inner child was struggling to cope. I
1: was suffering, just really like melting down. Thought I was being strong and resilient. And in fact, I was wearing myself down.
0: At some point in our lives, we have all found ourselves in exactly this situation. So submerged in our own issues that we really can't see the wood for the trees. Ten years passed. Kelsey recovered, regained her footing, and was doing really good stuff for other people. The now PhD was enjoying a period of relative silence. She was riding the status quo. The problem was, there was a big wave around the corner that was about to smack her smooth sailing. And her ship was not fully seaworthy. Cut to where I had my breast cancer diagnosis. And someone offered to help. At the time... She was teaching regular empathy boot camps, workshops where she helps people to respond when someone they love has had bad news. The first part of this two-parter talked about those. So if you'd like to hear about them, then have a listen to that episode. Now, there was nothing remarkable about this particular workshop day.
1: Part of the workshop I play... A video that Megan Calcarey Campbell, who's a breast cancer survivor and a friend of mine, took of herself reading an essay that she wrote, and I love this essay. And she speaks of the various ways that people helped her in her treatment. Uh, she
0: called it her real immune system. The network of people who surrounded Megan, who gave what they could to allow her to build herself back up after life threw her down the well.
1: When I first started chemotherapy, my friend Anne said to me, will you let me clean your house? Please know that I'm here in any way that I can be. If the time isn't right now, that's okay. I'm here and will be here, and I'll ask again in the future. Anne offered something tangible and crystallized that everyone has gifts, talents, and skills to share with the world. One person in that workshop observed in her video that she noticed what was being given. And my God, that was a profound shift for me. She noticed all of the small things that people did for her. And I realized that I had not noticed small things that people had done for me in my dark hour. It occurred to me that I have to be softer, not tougher. And that I have to notice what
0: is being given me and not focus on what I don't receive. Around this time, Kelsey found a letter that she'd written to the only adult in her life after her mother shut her out. She was an old family friend who'd known the whole story and who didn't make excuses on either side. Kelsey had found herself moored after the Peace Corps, and in this ocean of emotional turmoil, she'd reached out. I had written to her that I had no place to go when I was returning from the Peace Corps, I didn't
1: know where to book my ticket for. And she wrote me back and she didn't offer me a place to stay. And that had hurt. And I pretty much cut her off after that.
0: But looking at this decades old cry for help, Kelsey realized that her friend hadn't asked if she'd needed a place to stay, but if she'd needed a mother. And I did not see that when I was in the depths of my despair. And between the comment in the workshop and the discovery of this ancient lifeline, Kelsey realized what role the griever must play in developing personal resilience. In our darkest hours, we fail to see what we receive.
1: And the more we fail to see it, the harder we are to please and the more likely people will be to shy away. Being a person that is easier to give to is, I think, a key piece of resilience. Because for the long haul, not for the short sprints, but for the long haul, to maintain our energy. We can't rely on just ourselves. We need to feel worthy. (laughs) We need to feel able, and we need to feel that we can surmount our obstacles. And that really, I believe, is because we feel people believe in us and love us. And the more we take that in, the stronger and more resilient I think we are.
0: This has been The Resilient. I'm Alex Kretosky. Thanks to Dr. Kelsey Crow for joining us for the last two episodes and to the Dogpatch tech team who connected us in the first place. Thanks to Katie McMurrin who designed and mixed this episode. And finally, thanks to you for listening. If you like what you hear and you want us to keep making stories of the remarkable things like you do, rate us on iTunes. And don't forget to check out flowerapp.com for the one-stop shop that helps you support others. Because life happens.